0: Everyone, Welcome back to another episode. I'm so glad you're here tonight. And I say tonight because I'm taping this episode at 930 on a Sunday evening. <laughs> so I meant to tape it earlier in the week, meant to tape it earlier today, actually, but the weekend just kind of got away from me. So you have me here on a Sunday evening. I am going to do my best to keep this episode concise and coherent because it is later in the evening, Uh, but I think we're going to have a lot of fun because this is one of my favorite topics. So as I mentioned, I'm taping this at night. I could have taped it earlier in the day, but I was too busy watching the NCAA tournament. If you know me, you know how much I love sports. You know how competitive I am and how much I really enjoy watching my kids play sports. Uh, So much so that I am a self-proclaimed coach on the sideline. I am there to help my kids know what to do. (laughs) And when I say help, I use that term very loosely. My kids cannot stand me yelling on the sideline. They tell me how embarrassing I am. They tell me how loud I am. They ask me to stop talking, but I can't do it. I just i'm am too involved, and I love it so much. It just brings me so much joy to watch them be out there doing their thing. Um, we're heading into the spring sports season, so um, my oldest two boys are doing track. I ran track in school, in high school, I should say. Um, but I was a sprinter, and my oldest son does distance, so I'm really excited to watch him uh, run this year. He he participated last year and did really well, so uh, it'll be fun to watch him run this year. My m- middle son, Parker, he's actually going to be throwing for the first time. Uh, he's 6'3", 160 pounds, so he has had a pretty big growth spurt the past two years, so I think he has the body for a javelin thrower. I think he just needs to grow into that body. So excited to watch him do that for the first time. And then my son, Ben, is going to be playing basketball again. And then Charlie and Bella, the girls, are going to be doing soccer. So it's going to be a busy spring. But again, I wouldn't trade this moment for anything because I just, I love it so, so much. In fact, I actually titled this podcast episode "Put Me in the Game Coach" because I love sports so much, and because I can find some similarities, and even want to use that analogy for today's topic because I think it's so important. So, as you know, when it comes to to sports or or anything competitive or anything you're working towards in life, uh, it's all about creating a strategy how you're going to you know outperform your opponent right so you you spend this time creating a strategy and then what do you do next you practice 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 and practice until you can perform flawlessly until you can perform as perfect as possible so that way when you show up on game day you just can execute that's the plan, right? You're constantly figuring out what do I need to do differently to, you know, to, in the words of Survivor, outwit, outplay, outsmart your opponents. We've been watching a lot of Survivor lately. There's not a lot of shows that nine-year-olds or not even nine-year-olds, my girls are 10 to age 16 can watch that everybody's into. And we found Survivor to be a fun, a fun um, compromise for everyone. So just a little side note. But anyway, the whole point of playing a sport is to figure out how you can beat your opponent. And creating the right strategy is everything, right? Figuring out where are your opponent's weaknesses and how you're gonna capitalize on that, it's everything in coming out victorious. And so that is what I wanna talk about today, the strategy. Because for a lot of us, we are spending way too much time on what I would say is the wrong strategy. I'm not saying that these things aren't important, but we need to put as much, if not more, emphasis on these other strategies than what we do on the simple things. And when I say the simple things, I mean it's figuring out what plan to follow. For a lot of us, we think that is the most important part. Which plan am I going to follow to see results? Am I going to follow keto? Am I going to follow intermittent fasting? Am I going to follow Atkins? Am I going to follow low fat? Am I going to follow vegetarian? Right? And for a lot of us, we'll jump around. We'll start on one plan and then all of a sudden we'll hear of somebody else, maybe it's a neighbor or a coworker, trying a different plan. And so we jump ship halfway through the one plan to jump onto another plan because maybe this is the one that will get me more results. And we jump around and we jump around and we try all these different plans. Meanwhile, we're not really getting anywhere. Maybe we'll lose a few pounds here, but we'll just gain it back again. And I know this to be true because when I see this in my office, you guys will come into my office. I will ask you the question, what diets have you tried? I have never heard anybody say, oh, I've only tried this one thing. For most people, when they're coming into my office, the list of what they tried is long. Oh, it's more of what haven't I tried? I've done Weight Watchers. I've done Jenny Craig. I've done low fat. I've done intermittent fasting. I've tried keto, right? We just keep jumping around from plan to plan to plan because we think we just haven't found the right one yet. And if we could only find the right plan, then it will work, then I will be successful and I'll never have to worry about this nutrition thing again. Or for some of you, you're trying to figure out what exercise plan to follow, right? How much cardio should you do? How much strength should you do? If you're doing strength, how many sets, how many reps, how long, how often, how much weight, right? Maybe if I just find the right plan or I figure out how many hours to work out every day, then I will be successful. And for a lot of people out there, the more complicated the plan, the more hopeful people will become. And to that, I just have to counter, if you can't do the simple things, what makes you think you can do the really, really hard, complicated plans? The ones that don't let you eat any food the ones that have you working out three hours a day, you haven't been successful working out consistently for two weeks ever in your life. What makes you think now you're going to be able to do a program that has you working out for three hours a day? Now, I'm not knocking those plans. You know, if you really think that that's what's going to help you be successful, go for it. But I don't think that's the right strategy. Instead, I think we need to be creating an equal amount of effort and strategy on the mindset piece. For so many of us, we're so fixated on creating lists of foods that are good or bad or what time we're eating these foods or, or what exercise we're following that we forget the most important part is the mindset piece. How are you going to talk to yourself in the moment? How are you going to stay motivated? How are you going to make the right choices? So many people come into my office and it's not so much the plan. It's how do I stop self-sabotaging myself? I know what I'm supposed to do, but for whatever reason, I don't do it. Help me with that. It's not a new diet plan. It's not a new exercise plan. It's actually figuring out how to talk to yourself in the moment when there's a challenge. We don't do that enough. We don't put any effort into that part, if any at all. When I tell people, you know, you might want to go grab a journal. Oh, not a journal. I don't want to have to write things down. That's too much work. Yeah. It is a little bit of work in the beginning. But it's the necessary work to get to the place where you don't have to struggle so much every time, you know, somebody puts cake on the table. Again, a lot of us need to do the mindset work. We have to figure out how are we going to overcome the challenge when we're in that situation. See, I think where a lot of us are going wrong is we're so busy planning what diet to follow instead of planning how are we going to talk to ourselves if we overeat at night. That thought didn't even occur to me. I need to come up with a plan for that? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Because for most of us, if you overeat at night, the very next thought is, well, I blew it, so I might as well keep going. I already screwed up, so let me just finish the bag so that way tomorrow I won't have this temptation in front of me. Because tomorrow I'm going to have to be even I'm going to have to do even better. Right? What if you came up with a game plan of how to talk to yourself for that moment? You know, for a lot of us, we're creating this plan of what foods we need to eliminate from our diet instead of what we should be doing is planning, how are you going to talk to yourself at the dinner table when your body gives you a full signal and you still have three more bites on your plate? What words are you going to say to yourself then when every part of your being wants to clean the plate because that's how you were raised? We don't think about that part. We just think about, well, this food is good and this food is bad, and I shouldn't eat this if I want to lose weight. That's not the problem. It may be a little bit of the problem, but that's not the most important part. The most important part is figuring out what are you going to tell yourself in those hard moments. That's what we should be practicing. That's what we should be strategizing about. Not so much what food is good, what food is bad, or what exercise plan is good or what is bad. It's how are you going to talk to yourself in the hard moments? What are the words you're going to say? And so I just want to make it really simple. All right. I'm going to walk you through how you're going to do this because it's just like sports. You're going to figure out your strategy and then you're going to practice, 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 until you've perfected it. How much are you going to have to practice? I don't know. How long have you been telling yourself the these sentences that are keeping you away from your goal? For some of you, it's decades. Now, I don't think you're going to have to practice for decades, but you are going to have to practice probably more than twice. See, that's the other part. You know, we think that we just need to practice it once. And then when we mess up, we're like, oh, what is wrong with me? No, there's nothing wrong with you. Nothing at all. You just haven't practiced it enough for it to sink in as a new habit. So I'm going to teach you, all right? Let's keep things really, really simple. Again, I always tell people, nutrition is not your full-time job. I don't want it to be your full-time job. The amount of time and effort obsession that you put into food and your body and nutrition is way too much. I remember going to an obesity conference and the uh, psychologist that was speaking said, he's like, for lack of better words, you need to go tell your clients to get a life. Like they cannot be thinking about food as much as they are. It's, it's just, it's not healthy. All right. So, My job is to help you figure this out and keep it as simple as possible because if it's simple, you'll actually do it. If it's complicated, you'll quit. I know we think we need complicated stuff. We don't need complicated. Keep it as simple as possible. (laughs) That's why I give you simple recipes. I try not to give you really complicated things that are going to take hours and have all these different ingredients. Half the time I'm giving you recipes where you dump things all into a bowl, you mix it up, you put it in the oven, and we're we're good. Because if it's simple, you'll do it. If it's complicated, you'll quit. So how do we strategize for the mindset work? How do we get out of our own way? How do we stop self-sabotaging the minute a better choice comes along? Well, first and foremost... You have to identify what are the thoughts you're telling yourself in the moment that makes it okay for you to do the opposite of what you want to do, meaning your goals. So what I'm saying is there is a split second thought that comes into your brain that makes it okay for you to ditch your goals. What is that thought? That's what I want you to identify. It's really hard for us to come up with a rebuttal if we don't even know what the initial thought is. Now, here are some examples of what that thought may be. I don't care. I'll do it tomorrow. It doesn't matter. I don't want to do it. I don't like this. This is too hard. I just want to do whatever I want to do. Stop trying to tell me what to do right? There is a thought that right before you do something against your will or something that you want to do towards your goal, there is a thought that flashes through your mind. It will take all but, I don't know, a fraction of a millisecond. It's so quick. If you're not careful and you're not looking for it, you'll miss it. Think about when is your challenging moments when it comes to your nutrition. Is it when you're watching TV at night? Is it overeating at dinner? Is it when you walk in the door after work at four o'clock before you start dinner? Is it when you're cleaning off your kids' plates for lunch when they didn't eat the crust of their peanut butter and jelly sandwich or all their goldfish on their plate? What is the time of day or the part of a day? Is it at a party Is it when you're socializing with friends and you're not paying attention to how much you're, you're snacking and you're, and you're grazing? What are the moments where you struggle that you can figure out right away? Most people know that right away. If I ask them, where are the moments you, you struggle the most? Nine times out of 10, it's eating after dinner or overeating at dinner. Those are usually the big ones right? Identify when are you having trouble and then purposely put yourself in that situation and figure out what are the words you're telling yourself in that moment that make it okay for you to not follow through with your goals. You know, I think I've shared this with you a couple times already. For me, it was overeating at dinner. I would really try to pay attention to my fullness cues. But if I only had a couple more bites on my plate, I struggled with that. Because like, well, what's what's with three more bites? Three more bites doesn't really matter, right? And so when the thought came across my head, three more bites doesn't matter or it won't matter that much. So just finish it anyway. I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. I should do that. And then I would eat the three more bites. Sometimes I'd even go back for seconds right? If there was a time where I really liked what I made for dinner, and let's be honest, I don't make foods I don't like, right? I'm, I'm going to cook foods I like. And so if I really, really enjoyed that meal and I know that I'm full, but there's a part of me that's like, you could go back for seconds. I'm like, yeah, but I shouldn't. Yeah, but you really like this meal and, and you don't make it often. Okay. Well, that makes sense to me. Let me go get it then. Right There is something that you're saying in the moment that tells your brain, okay, let me go for it anyway, right? There's a time when you'll be eating something and maybe you're you're eating mindlessly and then halfway through, you're going to be like, wait, I shouldn't be doing this. And then there's this part of your brain that will say, yeah, but you already started. You're already halfway through, so you might as well keep going. Okay, you're right and then you keep going. There are moments where you will think, I should be doing something different. And then a thought will come in that will try to convince you otherwise. What is that thought? That's what I want you to identify first. That is step one. How you do that, how you identify that thought is you put yourself in the challenging situations, and then you just get quiet and you listen. What is my subconscious telling me? It's your inner thoughts. You live with your inner thoughts all day long. You know what they sound like. And then step two is figure out your new sentence. That is what you should be strategizing. That's what you should be journaling about. Instead of coming up with a new food plan, why not put effort into thinking about when I say these words or when I hear my brain say this, This is what I'm going to do instead, and these are the words I'm going to say instead. Come up with a plan for that. And that plan may look different depending on where you're at. If you're at work, your words might be this. If you're at home, your words might be this. If you're out socializing with friends, your words might be this. Right? Each situation is going to have a different rebuttal. But pretty much, we're going to play a game of tennis. That's what we're going to do. We're going to play a game of tennis. You're gonna, your brain's going to come up with a thought, and you're going to hit that ball right back over the net with a different thought. And then your brain may come up with another idea. Yeah, but it's okay. You can just work on it tomorrow. Your job is to hit the ball back over the net with another rebuttal. I'm not doing this tomorrow. You told yourself tomorrow yesterday. The thing is, I don't know how many times your brain is going to lob that ball over the net. Your job is just to hit it back over with another thought, however many thoughts you need to until you win the point. I can use a tennis analogy. I played tennis. You guys know that. All right. So that is what I want you to work on next. That is what I want you to strategize. How are you going to come up with that rebuttal, what are the words you're gonna say? When you hear your brain say this, this is how I'm going to hit that thought back over the net. All right, keep it simple, but keep it effective. We're playing tennis, that's all we're doing. All right, I want to empower you to do the things you want to do, I wanna give you the skill set to move forward. And I want you to come out of listening to this episode like, yeah, I can do that. I, okay, all right. If that's what I need to do, then all right, I got this. I'm going to figure out what are my challenging times. I'm going to then figure out what is the sentence I'm telling myself in the moment that makes it okay to not follow through with my goal. And then I'm going to come up with another sentence and I'm going to play, you know, head tennis as many times as I need to until I win the point. Does that make sense? All right. I want you to feel really confident about this. And I want you to come out of this episode saying, yeah, I got this. Put me in the game, coach. I can do it. Because you can do it. You totally can do this. You just have never been taught before now remember the last part of this is practice 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 this part takes a lot of grace and a lot of kindness and a lot of patience but i promise you it is worth all the time and effort you put into it because eventually you're going to hear you're going to hear your mind say that thought and you're going to Easily smack that ball over the net with a better thought, and the tennis point will be over quicker. In the beginning, you might have to hit that ball over the net, I don't know, 20 times. But with more and more practice, knowing what's effective and what shuts that thought down, it will get easier, and you will win the point quicker. It doesn't mean you'll never have to play you know, play the tennis game again because you always have to play tennis, but you won't have to play it for quite as long. I really, really hope this is making sense (laughs) because it's 10 o'clock on Sunday night and I'm not sure if my words are making sense anymore at this point, but I think you guys get the picture. All right, you're going to practice this tennis match over and over and over again until you win the point. That's it. All right, keep it simple. All right, guys, I got to give you your recipe for the week. So you guys know I am not a coffee drinker, but most of you listening are. So I want to make sure that I'm not just giving you recipes that I like, but also recipes that you may like too. And because we had more of a sports theme today, uh, I'm going to give you a post-workout nutrition shake. And this is a mocha protein shake. So for this recipe, you're going to need one cup of coffee. You'll need a half a cup of unsweetened almond milk, one scoop of chocolate protein powder, and a cup of ice. All right. And you're just going to put all those ingredients in a blender. And that's it. Enjoy. All right, guys. I hope you have a great week. As always, um, if you need anything from me or if you have a topic that you'd like me to talk about on this podcast, please reach out to me, okay? I would love to to hear things that you need help with. You know, this podcast is for you. It's not about me, it's about you. And so if there are topics that you need help with or need clarification, uh, just let me know and I will absolutely make an episode for you. All right. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at body metrics health. The book nourish Eat, repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.